They said the reason that they didn't vote was because nobody asked them to. For many folks, they have to be called into this work. They have to be called into our democracy. This is another one of those situations where each and every one of us has to play a role in that. Welcome to the Responsibly Different podcast, sharing stories and insights from people harnessing purchasing power as a force for good. Welcome to another episode of Responsibly Different. This episode is actually a first for us, as some of you may already know because you were there. This was the first live recording we did of an episode of Responsibly Different. What that means is that our guest on the show today recorded this episode with a handful of you watching in live time. To reflect this, we've minimally edited this episode so you can experience it as those who tuned in live did. Today, we're talking about something near and dear to my heart, voting. Our goal with this episode is to give you all the tools and information you need to help increase voter turnout in the communities you are a part of and impact. On today's show, we have Patagonia's Director of Environmental Programs of North America, Rebecca Goodstein, and one of Patagonia's nonprofit partners, Vote Early Day, represented by their program director, Bryce Bennett. Bryce and Rebecca share all about the ways you can get involved and the importance of voting early. This is an episode you will certainly want to visit the show notes for as they are packed full of resources and additional information. Without much further ado, let's jump on in. All right. Well, welcome, Bryce and Rebecca, to Responsibly Different. And welcome to the folks that are tuning in and watching from home. We're super excited to have you all here. Uh, For folks that are watching and tuning in, if you look on the right there, there's a chat box. If you have questions, comments, all those things, please throw them right there in the chat. Uh, And as we're chatting, we'll we'll work them into the conversation for sure. So um, to get us started, though, Bryce and Rebecca, can you both share with us a little bit about yourselves and the role that you play at your organizations? Rebecca, you want to kick us off? Sure. And thanks for having us on the podcast, Ben. This is a a fun opportunity to talk with you all about voting. Uh, So I work with Patagonia and I help manage our environmental programs and community engagement work in North America. So the way I like to think of it is anywhere Patagonia is, I think about how we show up and how we can support our community and our customers and our nonprofit friends. And obviously that includes voting. Yeah, I'm Bruce Bennett. I'm the project director at Vote Early Day. We are a nationwide civic holiday that was created in 2022 to help Americans get the information and tools they need to cast their ballots ahead of election day. And I have the the great joy of getting to work with hundreds of national partners, thousands of local partners to put together amazing events this year on October 28th to make sure that every American, no matter who they are, where they come from, or how they vote, has the information they need to make sure their voice is heard and their vote is counted. That's amazing. I love that. Also, I have to ask, what, why October 28th for Vote Early Day? 
It's a great question. You know, the unfortunate thing is that there is not one single day in all of the United States when people have the ability to vote early. But we did our research. We looked at every different state's voting laws. And we wanted to find a day that had the most opportunity for the most Americans. And this year, 220 million American voters have the ability to vote early. So it's the day where we can really lean into both in-person voting options. So going down to your local election office, people dropping off their ballot or mailing in their ballot, lots of different options on that day. And we know the partners are excited to celebrate on it. That's amazing. And I know we have a bunch of local, great local events happening here, including at Patagonia Freeport um, and all across the the nation as well. So I I know we'll get to a lot of that stuff um, coming down the pike here a little bit. Uh, Rebecca, I'm curious, at Patagonia, you all have been super proactive in supporting voter turnout. I'm curious, can you share with us a little bit about what some of those efforts have looked like? Yeah, gladly. Um, so we have a we have a three pronged strategy for this election, which um, we wanted to make sure that a lot of folks in um, some of our key markets had the chance and the support to vote. So we decided to focus on um, Reno, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta as three markets where we could really help sign up young voters, encourage people who haven't voted before and just make them feel very welcome. Uh, we wanted to also engage Patagonia's community. We have a, a, we're very fortunate in Patagonia that we have a company that attracts a lot of activists, a lot of people who are very engaged in their communities. And research has shown that a lot of them are already signed up to vote and already registered to vote. Um, so we wanted to take it up a notch and both celebrate that, but also encourage them to vote early, to um, volunteer, to encourage their friends to vote and to work at the polls. So I know we'll talk about all of the wonderful partners that Patagonia has, but we're um, partnering with Power the Polls, which is an organization that can help connect people to become election workers in their community. So that's our, our overall strategy. And as you can imagine, there's there's so much more to it. But whatever we can do to get the word out and support our friends, all of our nonprofit friends who are trying to register people, that's kind of that's our guiding our guiding light. I love that. I love that. Um, and I and kind of in, as an extension of that, you've developed a lot of really great partnerships, um, including obviously with Bryce here and the folks at Vote Early Day. Uh, can you share with us how Patagonia develops those relationships and share maybe who a few more of those organizations are? Oh, yeah. I love talking about our partners. So we, I, in general, I'll, I'll just back up. In general, we want to support our partners who are getting people to vote in whatever way they need. So if they feel like using Patagonia's voice and communication channels is most additive, we'll do that. There's a few organizations that we granted to this year to support their work or they showed a financial need would be most helpful. Um, really trying to engage our employees and our communities, both like I mentioned to register and register people to vote and to work at the polls. But a lot of the partners we have have a very specific um a specific goal, like Vote Early Day. And we're also working with organizations like My School Votes and Rise this year. Those are two organizations that 
focus on engaging young people to vote. Uh, My School Votes actually creates clubs in high school that works to register folks who will be 18 in time for the November 8th election, which I love. It's so niche and so powerful. Um, We're working with New Georgia Project, Black Voters Matter, um, Vote Forward, who writes letters to low propensity voters, Environmental Voter Project, ACLU of Georgia. I'm forgetting some, but they're all amazing. League of Conservation Voters. So, you know, we, we like to, to share the love around. Um, and there's so many great organizations who are doing wonderful things. So I'm just thrilled that we get to partner with them and support them. That's amazing. And I'm, and I'm thinking like for folks either tuning in now or, or listening in the future um, that are thinking about ways that they can meaningfully find partnerships or develop those relationships in a meaningful way. I'd I'd be curious, Rebecca, like what advice you might have for businesses looking to cultivate that. And then also, Bryce, I'd be curious to hear like what's been most helpful uh, to you all at Vote Early Day in your partnership with Patagonia and other business partnerships. I will quickly just shout out our Time to Vote project. And then I want to hear everything that Bryce has to say, because you are out there doing it. So Make Time to Vote is the business to business initiative that Patagonia started, I think in 2018 or 2019 to try to encourage other businesses to give their employees either the day off to vote or make some sort of accommodation to lower the barrier of entry as much as possible. And we have very, um, small businesses like um, Greater Good Strategy, who's a member. And then we have Levi's and PayPal, who are members too. And we're just asking them for a commitment to go onto the website, make time to vote, and just let us know how they're going to help their employees vote on election day. And Patagonia is very fortunate because we have election day off. So we can go vote, we can volunteer, we can engage however we need to. Um, But Bryce, you're doing the work out there. What are you doing? Well, I, I'll just start by saying that we are very, very blessed to have folks like Patagonia's partners. I mean, they, they do so much to make sure that uh, every American out there knows how they can cast their ballot ahead of Election Day. And uh, certainly we could not do uh, many of the exciting things that happen on Vote Early Day and leading up to it without our friends at uh, Patagonia. So let me just start off by saying that. Uh, but when it comes to reaching out to businesses in general, you know, I think that the phrase that I am constantly using at Vote Early Day is speaking about the importance of meeting voters where they are. And mm-hmm. businesses are an incredibly important partner in doing that work because we have amazing partners who are nonprofits, who are election administrators, who are living in the civic space every single moment of every single day. Like that's what they're around to do. But a lot of the businesses that we engage with, I mean, that's not necessarily the core of what they do. They're there to sell things and work with customers and, you know, build their brand and do all those important things. But because of their commitment to our democracy, because they believe so strongly that every voice should be heard, you know, they are going above and beyond to commit to projects like this. And that is a big way that people are able to get the information they need to cast their ballot, to find out how they can vote by mail, to find out how they can vote early. Uh, is by making sure that some of those folks that may not be part of a civic group may not get the same reminders to vote that probably folks like us do, you know, probably a million between now and Election Day, give or take. You know, for those folks who may get nothing, when they go into our local, you know, grocery store or their favorite sports goods store or they go to their local sports team's game and they hear that reminder to vote, it goes a long way to ensuring that they're actually going to cast that ballot. 
Absolutely. And I think every little bit certainly does help. And I think there are a lot of really great uh, studies out there. There was actually an event yesterday uh, with B-Lab US and Canada where they were talking about um, a study. And I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I will find out and put it in the show notes for sure, uh, where actually Americans overwhelmingly, for better or worse, uh, believe business over the government. And so it's also I'd be curious to hear y'all's thoughts on that, too, like thinking about the role that businesses play in substantiating the importance of voting. Yeah, I think what's that expression with with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) And that comes that says that speaks for so many things that Patagonia does. I think we we recognize uh, also for better or for worse that folks are watching us and listening to us. And so it's our responsibility not only to help other businesses figure out the best way to support their employees and their community, but also to look inward and make sure that our our fellow Patagoniacs have what they need to vote. Um, and I think that then they become ambassadors for voting and they help to influence their community and their biz- local businesses. And it kind of kicks off this, this virtuous cycle. But I think the best thing we can do is support our nonprofit friends who are out there just, you know, pounding the pavement, getting people out to the polls or to mail in their ballots. Absolutely. And I think it's just so important that everyone comes to the realization that this is not one person's responsibility to get Americans out to vote. It's something that we all have to play a role in. And that's just as true of, you know, the groups that are kind of always engaging in this work, as I was mentioning before, but, you know, our businesses, our sports teams, individuals, influencers, you know, the people who have uh, a microphone, people who have the ability to connect with people uh, really do need to step up to make sure that people have that information because there are so many challenges that voters are, are facing this year. I mean, I think disinformation uh, was a topic that we probably had never much talked about before we ran into the 2020 election. And now it is really a challenge. You know, the information that's shared uh, over the airwaves, through social media, from person to person, you know, it's really going to lead to some problems when it comes to people getting accurate information about their options to cast their ballots. And I think by each and every one of us doing what we can, when we can, to get that information to people, it goes a long way to ensuring that, you know, people get that accurate information that they need. Absolutely. And and speaking of, uh, Bryce, can you share with us a little bit about Vote Early Day and your organization and some of the work that you all are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like I mentioned before, Vote Early Day was founded in 2020 by uh, folks at MTV and Patagonia and Students Learn, Students Vote Coalition and, and so many other amazing organizations that came together to ensure that we could build a holiday built in the frame of other successful groups like National Voter Registration Day to take that momentum once people were registered to actually get them to turn out to vote. And then I'm sure the question that many people are asking is the one that I get all the time of, you know, well, why vote early? Why not just vote on election day? Why does that matter? And it's because we had seen over and over the challenges that people face when they wait until election day, when they wait until the last minutes of election day to cast their ballots, you know, whether that is, you know, long lines, busy schedules, last minute problems, you know, voter disinformation, confusing election laws. I could go on and on and on about the things that, you know, if you vote early and you run into, you can probably get over it either the next day or the day before you get the information you need or you get the right ID to make sure that you're able to vote. But it's often the thing that could stop people from sharing their voice if they wait all the way until election day. So we've built this day 
of celebration and activation to make sure that people have a unifying moment to come together to share information with people in a nonpartisan way about their options to vote early. Uh, and it's been incredibly exciting to see so many partners from every single state across the country uh, organize on this day to make sure that the people in their communities have this information and have a, a fun way of engaging uh, with their democracy. I love that. And and I love that it's it's a day into itself because something that back when I used to work on campaigns, sometimes the pushback that we'd get from voters on voting early would be like, oh, but I just I just love going to the polls. I love like seeing all my neighbors. And it's like, well, go and vote early day and you might run into them there. Right. Totally. Um, <laughs> and then you can work at the polls on Election Day. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Love that. Love that. Well, um, just, I think really important to to say about the Mall Vote Early Day and something that we think is really important about it is that community aspect is really important. And I think that now more than ever, uh, it is one of the things that is keeping people engaged in their democracy because the thing that I hear over and over and over again is that politics is gross, politics is toxic. Mm. It's something that I don't want to engage with because it's all negative. There's so many lies. There's, it's like if you ask people how they feel about politics today, you're going to get probably 99% negative reactions. But by building a holiday, you know, we're very intentional about this. Like we could be just a day of action. We could be just a date on the calendar, but to be a holiday, a civic holiday, you know, we're building an opportunity for people to celebrate our democracy, to have fun events, to do things that draw people to locations where they can cast their ballots and share their voice. You know, having a party at the polls or a march to the polls or a concert or, or something that you know, isn't just one more phone bank, isn't just one more door knock, isn't one, do, you know, one more uh, debate or, or forum. You know, this is an opportunity for people to really engage and have uh, a lot of fun in the process. So we think that's an important element of the work. And, and certainly uh, the partners have really engaged with that as well. That's so cool. So I'm just so curious, like what are, so, you know, if you go to the Vote Early Day website, which I think is voteearlyday.org, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, a map of all events happening on October 28th, which is super cool. Now, I'm curious if you were, if somebody were to be like, oh, I'm going to vote early day party hop or something, right? Like, is it the same party happening at all those places or does it look a little bit different? Or I'm just so curious, like what what's happening at all those locations? It is amazingly different uh, at each of the different locations. And one of the things that I love about Vote Early Day is that it's an open source holiday. So there's no right way or wrong way of celebrating Vote Early Day. Certainly, we give people a lot of tools and examples of things that have been successful in the past. But you know, we always tell people that you know, just like there's no right way or wrong way to celebrate Halloween or the 4th of July, there's no one way that people go about celebrating it. So people look at their community. They look at the people they serve, the people that they're trying to ensure have their voice heard and build events that match that. So, you know, we've got events that are, like I mentioned before, you know, marches to the polls for campus students. We've got concerts focusing on uh, BIPOC communities. You know, we've got people who are doing educational forums online and offline. You know, I think that just about everything that you could dream up under the sun, there's something happening on Vote Early Day that matches that event. So uh, it really is so special that people are leading in in a way that is going to be most exciting and impactful for their community. That's really cool. Um, and and I know also that you all work with a variety of businesses, Patagonia obviously being one, but 
especially I, I'm especially curious to hear about uh, those businesses that maybe historically haven't been civically engaged. Uh, and I'm curious what that work looks like. Yeah, it, it's so exciting to be one of the first opportunities for people to engage in this work. And I think obviously, uh, or, or be one of the first groups that gets to bring a business on board to engage with this work. And I, I will very much give so much credit to you know, the pioneering organizations like Patagonia uh, who go out there and talk with these businesses peer to peer and say, this is worth your time. This is impactful. Mm-hmm. This is something that you can engage with that is going to be uh, meaningful and powerful for the uh, customers that you serve. Because we fully understand that you know, when you're trying to run a big national business or you're just a mom and pop shop on the corner, you know, trying to add one more thing on top of everything else that you're already doing can sometimes like feel like a big ask. So we think a lot about, you know, how can we make sure that this is an event that adds value to the work that they're already doing, you know, adds something that is going to be exciting for their customers to engage with. And, you know, over and over again, we have a chance to connect with people one-on-one to hear about how we can use their current model and things that they do best to really lean into their celebrations. So you just a a few examples, you know, the folks at at Patagonia have a bunch of amazing stores all over the country and on vote early day, every single one of them is going to be a vote early day party site. And I'll I'll let Rebecca share more about their stuff. I don't want to step on your shows, but you know, you look at groups like uh, Lime who does scooters and Lyft who does rides, who are offering free rides and discounted rides for people to go to the polls to vote early on that day. You know, we've got chocolate companies like Tony Chocoloni, who's like putting together custom vote early day uh, wrapped chocolates to share with folks all over the, the country to make sure that people have information and are, are getting some of those reminders to vote early in their race. So, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on with an amazing list of all the different things that our partners are doing. But I think the powerful thing for us is that each one of these businesses is doing what makes the most sense for them and what they do best. That's amazing. That's amazing. And and thank you for sharing that. Rebecca, I'm so curious, what does that rollout look like to some of those events for Patagonia? And and I'm curious, you know, I imagine some of the locations potentially of where Patagonia is that like maybe there's some pushback. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like from the perspective of maybe a business who's like, oh, yeah, like our heart's totally there. And like, we're scared because we don't want it to come across as being political. Um, You know, what advice do you have for those folks in navigating kind of some of those conversations? And have you had to navigate any of those yourself with with Patagonia? Yeah, that's a a multi-layered question. Um, I'll start with with the fun answer that all of our retail stores are hosting at least one voter-focused event leading up to the elections, including partnering with Vote Early Day on October 28th. There's a lot of different kinds of events happening. You can go to your local store's website, patagonia.com slash whatever city, and there'll be the events there. The one that I'm thinking of now on Vote Early Day is in Palo Alto. I've just recently been in touch with them, so it's at the top of mind. I think they're partnering, obviously, with, with Bryce's organization, but with the Palo Alto chapter of League of Women Voters, and they're just sharing what's on their on the ballot there and helping make sure people know how to vote and all the different options. So, um, but all of our stores are doing incredible things, including screening of 
this film that Patagonia recently made called Scale of Hope, which I won't share too much about it because I, I just want people to watch it. But it's a very interesting film. It's on the Patagonia website. It's the intersection between climate activism and climbing and voting. And it's just very cool. So there's a lot of screenings um, in our retail stores, including many on October 28th. So check that out. Uh, and then the, the second part of your question was about some pushback that we may get as a company who's very loud and supportive and out there about voting. And um, I used to say, well, we're a privately owned company and we really, you know, believe in speaking our truth and which we still do. Our structure has changed a little bit in the last few weeks, <laughs> but our purpose has not changed. We still are in business to save our home planet, regardless of what our ownership structure looks like. And we believe that that includes supporting elections, expanding the electorate, making sure voting is accessible. And like Bryce said, meeting voters where they are. We also believe that while we're not endorsing anyone for this election, we're supportive of um, candidates, whatever party, who um, are climate advocates. So we are very outspoken about that. We love voting. We love supporting organizations that make it accessible for folks to vote. And that definitely comes with people who say, keep politics out of my clothes. I just want to buy a fleece. Um you know, why is the clothing company telling me to volunteer at the polls? And I mean, I, I get, I've had, I had one of those conversations today. It, it's common and <laughs> we are, are kind of used to the, at this point, hopefully our retail colleagues and our stores are spared from a lot of those heated exchanges because they just are working so hard and do so much in addition to advocating for voting. But um, I think it just comes with the territory and we're in a really privileged, you know, unique position that we're able to make these decisions. And fortunately, people still support us and um, buy our product, which allows us in turn to donate money to nonprofit organizations. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a theme that is is woven into a lot of the decisions that we make. And we believe that voting is important and we're never going to back down from that. That's amazing. And, I, you know, speaking of that and Patagonia's kind of public dedication to environmental justice, and you kind of just touched on this, uh, Rebecca, I know recently Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia, officially made Earth your only shareholder. Uh, with an eye on environmental justice, I'm curious, are there particular races that Patagonia has focused efforts on this midterm cycle? And I'm curious if so, which ones? We are not focused on any specific races or candidates, but we are focused on, um, and, and, you know, all of, all of America, because we want to support voting across the country, but we are specifically focused on Pittsburgh, Reno, and Atlanta, because we felt like that was a, um, we have a, a presence there with our retail stores. We're concerned about voter suppression in some of those communities, and mm. we have strong partnerships with organizations that are helping to register young BIPOC voters and encourage them to get out to the polls and, and meet them where they are, like Bryce said. So those are our three focal areas. But at least for the 2020 midterms, we're, we're not getting too too much more specific than that. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, Earth is Earth is now my boss. So we we had a, a big announcement a few weeks ago, which was an exciting time for the company. I feel like that's a really exciting boss to have. Um, 
<laughs> that's awesome she's uh, always around <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true she's everywhere you go yeah. um <laughs> uh in 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 both of your perspectives what do you think are the best way folks listening can support the goal to ultimately increase voter turnout wherever they may be i defer to your breath i i appreciate that i just sell fleece <laughs> <laughs> y'all do so much but uh there's tremendous amount of work to do to ensure that everyone is casting their ballot. And certainly it is our goal at Voter Early Day to make sure that, you know, as I said before, no matter who you are or where you come from or who you're voting for, you know, we want you to share your voice. I think our democracy is strongest when everyone has their, their voice shared. But, you know, there was a, a study a few years ago, I think around the 2016 election, where they asked people who didn't vote why it was and the, the two answers that came out biggest have always stuck with me. Uh, one of them was, uh, I didn't know how. So I think that there's still a tremendous mm. amount of education that needs to be done to make sure that, you know, any of those barriers around just the basic levels of how do I get a mail ballot? When is, you know, my, or when does voting opportunities open? You know, how do I vote early? You know, all the different things that, for those of us who are actively engaged in this work seems very secondhand because we've done it many, many times, uh, is something that can leave many people out. But the second piece that really struck me even more was they said the reason that they didn't vote was because nobody asked them to. And as somebody who's, you know, follows politics all the time, I'm like, what? I'm going to vote no matter what. Nobody has to ask me to. But I do feel like for many folks, they have to be called into this work. They have to be called into our democracy. Mm. And I think that, again, this is another one of those situations where each and every one of us has to play a role in that you know, by making sure that we're not you know, leaving anybody for granted, that we're not just assuming that people have the information, the tools they need to cast about. So I think that for each and every one of us, if we take it upon ourselves to reach out to the people in our sphere of influence, whether that's your customers or your constituents or you know, the people that you serve or just your friends and neighbors to let them know about uh, the fact that you know, election day is coming up and there are opportunities to cast your ballot early and to have your say, uh, we'll see much higher voter turnout. Absolutely. I'm curious too, so both of you are at uh, very act. I mean, obviously, Bryce at a nonprofit focused on voting and then Rebecca at Patagonia, a company that you know, has had voting and a lot of other really great um, both social and environmental justice advocacy work as well. I'd be curious to hear, do do either of you have kind of pivotal voting memories or moments uh, that were important and impactful for you that you'd be open to sharing? Yeah, I, well, I can share a cautionary tale. Um, but I talk about voting probably every day and reminding people to vote and know the deadlines and know their ID laws and check the registration status. And in the 2020 election, I just, you know, decided to check my registration status again. And it had my old address because I had, I thought I had done everything. I thought I had, you know, I moved, I did it at the DMV. So even if you think everything's up to date, just check again because you know, I don't know. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, even even I made that mistake. So do that. 
And uh, something else that I'm, I'm challenging myself to do this year is to really stand with some of our friends and community members who might not be able to vote for whatever reason. Mm. And that sometimes, you know, whether they're returning citizens, previously incarcerated, or if they live in a state where there's um, some hurdles around getting the correct type of ID required at the polls, I, that's something that I've been trying to think about and included my conversations with folks about the importance of voting. And there are so many incredible organizations out there who are working to support that segment of our community. So that's something that I'm trying to just remember this year. Yeah. I, I, great reminders, Rebecca. And, and certainly uh, if anyone out there needs to check their voter registration status or make a plan to vote early, I would definitely recommend going to voteearlyday.org. Uh, it's a great place to do that. But uh, when it comes to stories, you know, the ones that really stand out to me the most are, are not me voting, but being out there in the world registering other people to vote. You know, back in Montana, where I'm originally from, uh, yeah, we would go out in, in knee-deep snow and, and pouring rain to register people to vote because that was half the year. And it was always such a powerful thing, especially with the young people that I primarily worked with, you know, college students or high school seniors who are registering for the first time, uh, who I think came to the table with a lot of the preconceived notions about politics being this gross thing that you don't really have to interact with. And then to have somebody like take the time to listen to them, to learn about them, to help them get registered for the first time and, and seeing the, the moment you know, sort of wipe over them where they realize that, you know, politics doesn't have to be something that is done to me or happens without me, but it is something that I have agency in, something that I, you know, get to participate in because of this simple act of filling out a piece of paper that somebody cared enough to help me do. And certainly, you know, my heart goes out, my, my you know, has tip to all the folks out there that do the important work, whether it's registering people to vote or driving people to the polls or sharing information or whatever it may do, because I think that the impact that you have on those people's lives goes uh, a long way past just the small interaction that people have in that moment. Absolutely. And and, and I think, too, especially for um, I think especially for folks that have never voted before, that support and that planning and that time is exponentially helpful and, and memorable too. I think, um, I, I yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm just reminded of, uh, working on campaigns and doing, working on college campuses and doing like barnstorming, like the dorms, you know, or you just like run down the hall and knock on all the doors and, um, yeah, was, I wanted to ask you the, the same question. <laughs> I'm what's your memory of voting, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ben? <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, those are my fondest memories. Are I mean, to Bryce's point, I, I don't know that I have any like really unique memories of my own voting, uh, but I, but getting other people out to vote, it's just like I think one of the most rewarding things I've ever, um, you know, I've ever done because because people, you know, to your point, find, discover this power that they didn't know they had. Or they think my vote doesn't count, you know, it doesn't matter, um, you know, but I've I've worked on issues that, you know, like working on non-discrimination in, in um, Pocatello, Idaho, where that we won that campaign by, I think it was the first count was 84 votes out of over 12,000 votes cast. You know, I mean, it's a small, it's a super small election, right? But I mean, those things matter, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, every, every vote certainly does, does matter. So, and yeah. Yeah. That- if I, if I may, 
that reminded yeah, me of something else that uh, an interesting conversation I had recently is that not only does every vote matter, but every, you know, you can really vote up and down the ballot. Every race matters on your ballot, even mm. the smallest ones. And I, you know, I live in Washington, D.C. We often will vote toward one party. And so it's easy to go in to the polls and, or to vote early on election on vote early day and think, Oh, well, this is already decided. You know, why am I even bothering? But we have so many important smaller races that can affect our day to day lives as much as whoever is in the White House. Our last election, we voted for this incredible council member who has done so much just for my, probably a mile around my house. She installed a new, a stop sign at a really dangerous intersection. She does all this incredible outreach work with some young people. And it just, I always think about her and it really reminds me of how voting up and down the ballot and remembering the small races is, is such an important thing. Absolutely. And now we have modern technology, like the internet in our pocket. So, you know, I've heard some people say like, oh, I'm not informed enough. I'm like, I hear you. Just like get to the poll. Like I, I will raise my hand and say I have absolutely been in the voting booth with my phone looking people up being like, oh, shoot, I, I didn't research this candidate or whatever. Right. It's like it's all right there in my pocket. And it's you know? OK. Um, and it's OK. Yeah, it's Use okay. the resources you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Any other like advice that you want to give to 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 individuals, but also to businesses thinking about ways that they can get involved with voting in a meaningful way. From a business perspective, don't be scared to talk about voting. It is nonpartisan. It is a joyful way to engage in your, you know, support your community, to engage in society. It's a great privilege that many of us have. And so it, don't be, don't be worried that you're going to alienate people when you talk about voting. You may, but I wouldn't let that stop you if at all possible. And support your nonpartisan nonprofit friends like Vote Early Day who are doing incredible things. Uh, I, I would just echo everything that Rebecca said there. I think that voting is not a, a scary thing. It's an exciting and joyful thing. And I think that realizing that there's not a standard way or, or one set way that you can engage in this work. Just because, you know, you are not knocking on doors or making phone calls or, or doing, you know, some of the things that I think people kind of traditionally align with, this is how I get involved in politics, you know, by having information on a counter at your store, by putting posters in the window, by sharing things on your social media that help people figure out where they can cast their ballot. You know, all that stuff goes a long way. And there's things that are going to be a direct connect for you and the type of work that you do and the services you provide to your community, they're going to go a long way to making sure that, you know, everybody, you know, no matter which part of they are or anything else, uh, has a chance to share their voice. That's amazing. I love that. Um, we are doing our very first live recording and I see that we do have some folks tuning in. Is there anybody out there that's like, oh, I've got this burning question or curiosity, judgment-free zone, feel free to throw it in the chat. And I'm also just as a as a human, not necessarily a Patagonia representative, I'm also happy to talk about my experiences working at the polls, which I try to do for every election. It's very fun. I'm happy to demystify it for anyone. There are really good snacks and people are usually really nice. Yeah, I love that. If you if you wouldn't mind sharing that with folks, because oh, I think it's something that well, we're waiting for our know, questions. Want... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I signed up through powerthepolls.org and they helped connect me with my local board of elections. 
in DC, you take a, I think it's a three or four hour training, which is easy to do. They walk you through everything, every possible scenario. And then you're totally supported on election day. There's all sorts of folks from the board of elections working there who can answer any question you have. Um, you can pick which polling place that you want to work at. So I work at the school down the street from my house. So I see a lot of my neighbors and I've actually met a lot of my neighbors through working at the polls, which has been really fun. Uh, a lot of cool local businesses will donate pizza and uh, it's just a, I mean, in Washington, DC, it's very fun. I I've never worked at the polls in another, another place, but um, it's something I look forward to every year. I try to work at the, both the primary and the um, election in November. So it's just great. I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I will say I, I've never actually like worked the polls, but I've worked at the polls uh, on behalf of various nonprofits, like, you know, doing education, not yeah. on that current election because that's illegal, but, you know, on just like issues happening in the area. And uh, I've always had a great time. Yeah. It's always just so fun to because everyone's there because they, they care about our democracy and they care about having their voice heard. And regardless of, you know, where on the political spectrum they are, they're there because they care. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful, cool thing. And before I, you know, guilt anyone for not working at the polls, I also want to just say, you know, it was so, um, I just keep remembering what Bryce said about meeting people where they are. I work at the polls because I can. I am physically able to work at the polls. I don't have little kids I need to watch. I do it because I know other people can't. So if that's not a realistic option for you, that's okay. But if you can, I encourage you to look into it. Looks like we've got a question. Any advice on how I can go about asking my boss to have election day off to work at the polls? Oh, um, I would go to maketimetovote.org and see if your boss would be willing to join the Make Time to Vote movement. And it's a great way to, you know, ideally give your employees a paid day off for election day, but also to, if that's not realistic, to make some sort of accommodation to allow your employees to go vote or to work at the polls. Some businesses I know have, they do things like have a meeting free day or open late or something that will give folks a chance to engage in a way that they can. I also throw out that, you know, for a lot of businesses that we've been talking to, you know, obviously if we're all waiting until election day, that's, you know, maybe a whole lot of employees that might need to be gone throughout the day, which as an employer might be difficult, but, if you find yourself in a situation where maybe you can encourage your employer to provide time off to vote someday leading up to election day so people can vote early, maybe vote early day might be a good option, consider it. Uh, but, you know, finding those times, you know, in the multiple weeks leading up to election day where people have time to step away from work and cast their ballot to have their voice heard. Absolutely. I, I will say, too, for if this is helpful for folks, I don't know, you know, not that uh, you know, I think the ideal would be that if, you know, to have every election off and like closed, I think is amazing and a beautiful thing. Uh, something that we do at Deergo to kind of thread thread the needle is we do the presidential generals every four years. We're, uh, we close the office. We're closed. And then for all other elections, because our team is kind of spread across the country, for all other elections, people get, well, people have 16 hours of volunteer time that they can use for anything, whether it's polls or what have you. And then they get two hours of pay time off to vote or volunteer to vote or any of those things. So uh, if folks vote early, 
and then use those hours to volunteer on election day or however they want to do that. That that might be a, a, just another idea of ways that um, businesses can meaningfully engage if they're not able to do the full uh, the the full election day off every every year. It's a good point. All right. Well, I guess seeing no no other questions, I think that's I think that's a wrap. We've answered them all. We've answered them all. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Ben. Do you, are you all doing anything to get folks out to the polls at your company, Ben? So we're uh, so we're actually on October seventeenth, actually, and I'm actually so glad you asked uh, for folks that are tuning in too. Um, on October seventeenth, from four p.m. to eight p.m., we're going to be writing letters to voters in Maine and Georgia uh, through Vote Forward to get out uh, to get out the vote locally here. Um, so it'll be fun. We'll have, you know, pizza. So folks are in the greater Portland, Maine area. You're all more than welcome. And we'll put some info about that uh, in the show notes, along with the thing to look out for, too, is this episode is going to go live on Thursday and there will be a ton of additional information and resources uh, for folks um, to 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 use in the show notes there as well. So we'll have all the links to vote early day. We'll have uh, vote early plans too so like for folks can start planning out their votes it's super important right it's i think it's really easy for us to think oh yeah of course i'm gonna vote that's super easy but then you have to actually logically think through okay how are you gonna where first off do you know where you're going do you know how you're gonna get there what could possibly get in the way what are you gonna do if those things come up right like actually having a vote plan is so important and so we'll have all those resources for folks um in the show notes as well too and obviously any any links that uh, Rebecca or Bryce would like in the show notes will also land there as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Again, be sure to check out the show notes for additional resources. There's a lot of really great stuff in there, including vote plans and all of the links that Rebecca and Bryce mentioned in this episode. And I'm going to leave you with a very simple call to action that if you are eligible to vote, vote early, share the show notes with the people at your workplace, and make sure the people in your life are set up for success to get to the polls early. And if you happen to be in the greater Portland, Maine area on October 17th between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. and want to have a total blast with us at Responsibly Different, join us for our letter writing party to voters that it's going to be taking place in Yarmouth uh, in the Sparhawk Mill, which there'll be more information again in the show notes. Um, certified B Corp Allagash Brewing is going to be providing the beer and we'll have some tasty grub from some other local B Corps and 1% for the planet members. All are welcome. We'll be writing letters to voters in Maine and Georgia to help remind voters to get to the polls this election cycle. Till next time, be responsibly different.
This episode was produced by yours truly, Ben Marine, with support from Brittany Angelo and Kevin Oates wrote the music for this show. And if you want to learn more about Responsibly Different, check out responsiblydifferent.com or head on over to our parent company site, Dirigo Collective. That's D-I-R-I-G-O collective.com.